1: Hey, welcome to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsbury. We have made it through the week. How about that? And It's been quite a week. So much has happened. We have endured and experienced so much. Our lives have been changed. and We're going into the weekend, uh, I think, uh, with an earned sense of uh, relief. We're going to have a few days to to relax and get our bearings. And as Boyd Matheson puts it, uh, get ready to continue on this new now come Monday. Uh, So, Let me tell you about how the past number of hours have gone for me. Uh, I had a tough time sleeping last night. I woke up in the middle of the night, picked up my phone, uh, almost by instinct. You you, you wake up, and uh, (laughs) certainly after the week's worth of news we have had here in Utah, my instinct is to make sure that I haven't missed anything. I reached over, grabbed my phone, and I saw an email that had been sent from the Salt Lake County Health Department. Now, let's go back in time uh, real quick so I can give you a little bit of context. Do you remember uh, a number of weeks ago, uh, one of our earlier episodes of this program, Live Mike, uh, I learned that my producer, Amy, had yet to receive a flu shot? Well, uh, she very graciously and wisely Uh, and prudently agreed to get a flu shot, and when she said that, I said, well, how about this? Maybe we could use this opportunity uh, to spread the message, to let folks know that it's important to get a flu shot. We can bring an expert in, uh, have a little bit of a conversation, and if you're willing, Amy, uh, on the air, uh, you'll get yourself a flu shot. Well, that happened, and that expert who came in to join us that day uh, was a communications man from the Salt Lake County Health Department. Uh, You remember Nicholas? Uh, Nicholas Rupp, he spoke to us that day. Well, Uh, It was from Nicholas that I received the email uh, last night. And I tell that backstory with the flu shot just to give you a little bit of context. Maybe you remember that conversation. Anyway, the email that he sent out last night was to announce that the Salt Lake County Health Department had amended its own public health order to what it says uh, be consistent with the Utah Department of Health's order. Uh, That was effective yesterday. The big change uh, from the Utah Department of Health was that it was uh, restricting gatherings uh, uh, of more than 10 people. And if uh, you were in a group, you should only be gathering if it was absolutely necessary. Now, that's all well and good. That sounds right. I kept reading the email, though. Uh, It described uh, how the intention of the order was to keep people at least six feet away from each other and help prevent the spread, of course, of COVID-19. It gave an example of workplaces. They can, in fact, have more than 10 people in their building, but they should be separated in different rooms or by physical space. Again, uh, the email reiterates the goal being to prevent one person's respiratory droplets from another person's immediate vicinity. And then we arrive at the third and final paragraph of this email sent around last night by the Salt Lake County Health Department, and it reads uh, thusly, quote, violation of the order is a class B misdemeanor because that's What's defined in Utah Code, and then it gives the chapter and verse as the criminal penalty for violating a public health order. I'll read it again. Violation of the order is a Class B misdemeanor. Now uh, we're going to, in just a moment, talk to KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson, who uh, was with the governor earlier today and got some uh, clarification after a text message was sent by the governor. Not long after this email was distributed, the governor governor said, uh, "You know." I have not been consulted about any of this. Uh, Utah County nor Salt Lake County gave me a call. We didn't talk about this. Uh, I am ordering that their orders be uh, repealed. That led to a good deal uh, of confusion. Uh, in fact, on, on my part, what I did was as soon as I saw that uh, essentially back and forth, I pulled up all three orders I pulled up what the, what the Utah Department of Health had put out. I pulled up what Salt Lake County had put out, and I pulled up what Utah County had put up and I was it was like one of those uh, spot the difference type games I was playing last night and The, the biggest difference that I could uh, discern was the explicit mention of, vi- of the violation of the order being a misdemeanor. Now uh, I don't believe that that was the, the the intended spirit of the Utah Department of Health's order, and uh, to to clarify that, the governor uh, took to the stage early this morning, delivered a press conference. In attendance was KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson, who joins us now. Uh, so, Paul, tell me what is the clarification?
0: Well, the clarification was that apparently a lot of people thought that. When uh, the health department said this is this is a misdemeanor that 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 law enforcement was going to be looking for people looking for groups of 10 or more and finding them. And Governor Herbert was saying, hey, look, no, that is not what the intent of the of the order was. He says that realistically the recommendation to have people uh, groups of uh, 10 people or less is just that it's a recommendation that he expects people to follow. And he says he was hoping that people will follow the spirit of the law. Um, But at the same time, he said if there are egregious cases – we might look into finding somebody in those regards, and he didn't make up any kind of hypothetical situation that would qualify for fines, but he, he did basically say, hey, look, there's not going to be this Gestapo telling crowds to break up, go home, anything like that. They still want people to kind of uh, be careful when they're out and about, but still be out and about.
1: Sure. Uh, the, the county attorney down in uh, Utah County, Mr. Levitt, who coincidentally is running for attorney general, uh, he made it known that it was the intention of Utah County not to prosecute any of those. And so to help add some clarity, at least in Utah County, the, the attorney there saying uh, it is not our intention to prosecute uh, any of these gatherings. He also, though, uh, highlighted the, the possibility and left the door open to maybe stepping in should there be egregious violations of this guidance.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of the things that still, there might be some uh, confusion over what counts as an egregious violation. Now, for example, um, I I would I would guess that if we saw something like we're seeing in Florida with spring breakers uh, deciding, well, you know, if I get it, I get it. You know, you know <laughs> darn the luck. But um, who knows? Yeah. Maybe that might qualify. But basically, yeah, it was the kind of thing if you have. Uh, Governor Herbert said, if you have a family gathering, we have families that have more than 10 people. So of course, we're not going to go in and, you know, find them uh, for having a party at their house. That's not what we're going to do. Um, so it seems like for right now, what qualifies as an egregious violation is still kind of up in the air. But regular life, um, uh, is, they expect it to still kind of happen. Another thing that I thought was interesting that some people think is a bad idea um, the governor said he was talking with restaurant associations. Now, this is where uh, you know the in-house dining has been essentially shut down, and restaurant officials tell me they saw a 20% drop in business uh, before that order even happened. But he says they're going to be speaking with restaurant associations over the next 10 days to figure out what the best practices would be to reopen in-house dining. Now, that does not mean in 10 days. It's just they're trying to figure out over the span of the next 10 days, what are the best ways to maybe, if you open it up on a limited basis, who knows, if you restrict the number of people who are inside at one given time. Um, So they're going to be looking into that because they. That's one of the biggest industries that is really feeling a pinch right now is the restaurant industry with a lot of workers being laid off and things of that nature just because, you know, there's not enough business to to pay their employees.
1: Before you go, can I ask you what kind of timeline might be speculated in terms of those uh, considerations? Was there any indication of when, uh, if they were to step in that direction, that there may be uh, a new approach at least or new guidance given to these dining areas?
0: Not really. He basically just said the discussions will be happening over the next ten days. But when it comes to say reopening any kind of dining areas on any kind of limited basis, he did not give a hard a hard start. Let's just say it's just one of those things where they're still trying to look into exactly how they can do it to keep people safe.
1: Very good, KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson. I am uh, glad you were there, and I'm glad you're able to offer some uh, clarity on this issue. Uh, as we continue to cover this uh, coronavirus and its impact here on us in Utah, around the country, and around the world. In just a moment, we're going to take a break. Uh, before we do that, I want to uh, remind you of a conversation I had not too long ago with a friend of mine from the Sutherland Institute. As you see various Uh, moves being taken by leaders across the country, uh, namely the governor of New York and the governor of California, uh, essentially putting their states on lockdown. And they, unlike Governor Herbert, uh, taking very forward steps talking about how these orders will be enforced uh, and that the rule of law will be called upon. uh, That breaks my heart. That conversation we had with my friend from Southern Institute, we talked about the difference between uh, freedom and uh, security here and where within the Constitution are we are, you know, the the executive leaders uh, and legislative leaders of our country and states able to draw power and to compel our behavior as we combat this coronavirus. And the one thing that I pointed out and have observed here in Utah is that we, uh, you know, we don't have beaches like what's going on down in Florida. We have good, prudent people who care for one another. We understand the impact that we have as we go out into the street. We understand the value of this uh, social distancing. We understand that we are, in fact, in this together. And we understand that we bear the responsibility to keep one another, to keep our society and to keep this state safe. We don't need the force of law breathing down our neck. Uh, We don't need the fear of being uh, written up and charged and having to deal with uh, some legal hullabaloo uh, in an effort to compel uh, our cooperation. We are ready and capable of doing it on our own. We may be cut from a different cloth uh, than those folks out in New York and California. Quick break, and we'll be right back to walk through some of the details contained within a third proposal uh, put out by Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell uh, to help in the face of this coronavirus. A third stimulus bill. Details coming up next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.